During a parent-teacher conference this week, Wally's mom told me that he now refers to every foreigner he sees as Teacher Emily, which is not so strange because during a trip to Vietnam, we learned from a village of Highland villagers that they referred to all foreigners they saw as Americans. So pretty much, I'm the default is the lesson here. Peter and Emily are not here. Welcome to the podcast where uh, I, Emily, and Peter, who is also with me, uh, we live in China and talk about making and consuming media while we live here in China. That's <laughs> um, what we're doing. That's what we're doing. And today we're going to talk about a couple stories. One is about visiting the Chinese clinic and the other is about um visiting chinese parents homes which i did in my capacity as a teacher this week but first a plant update aren't you excited (laughs) the basil plant is as big and as bushy as ever and i've been leaving it just outside for a while i was taking it in and you were helping me take it in um plant surrogate but i got lazy and we just left it outside and it doesn't seem to be bothered just, just as in last night, as or a, recently, a couple nights. This whole week, I didn't bring it in. It hasn't been that cold this week, though. Well, it's not anywhere near freezing. It is below what the package says was optimal uh-huh. for the for the plant. <laughs> but <laughs> basil, I guess, is supposed to be pretty hardy, which is good because I am not great at growing things. Which mystery plant seems like it's dying. I never figured out what it is, and now like the leaves are starting to yellow, and it stopped taking up water, which I think is a sign like <laughs> it's dying. It's spitting it up. Yeah, um, which is a tricky thing. Like, is so I pulled like some of the dead leaves off because I think you're supposed to do that, but also it looks nicer. Mm. But the plant is so delicate that when I when I went in to do that, I also ended up like pulling out healthy stuff. <laughs> Um, But, like, it brings me to, like, when do you give up on a plant? (laughs) I know it's dying. When it won't take water, I guess. But I know that it's, like, I don't have a place to put it. I don't actually want to throw it out because I I have in mind the the compost project I want to get to. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But um, also, like, I don't want to throw out dirt. I bought that dirt. Perfectly good dirt. Yeah, so now I just have like a dying plant hanging around. Well, what? What do you do with a dying plant? Then that's, <laughs> that's, that that's back the to question. Your, your compost, compost question. Yeah. Compost question of the day. <laughs> Which, I mean, yeah, you can put a dying plant in compost and that is good for the compost. Mm-hmm. But I don't actually want to start the compost until the spring because it does better with warmer weather, I heard. I don't know. This is a, it's a whole new world that's like very, very distracting. And there's, I want to know the right answer and there's not a right answer. And then the, the pepper plant has kind of stalled out, but it is not dying. It's just not growing. But like the leaves still look pretty green and healthy. So that's what my plants are doing. <laughs> <laughs> and now you know. Don't give me any advice because I don't actually care. Unless you're from Lujou and you know what to do with the dirt or the dead plant or... Oh, yeah, if you're from Luzhou and if you know that Luzhou has a citywide composting initiative or compost drop-off... Call right away. I do want to (laughs) know. Call in now. (laughs) Um, But so let's, I guess, kick it off with um, a visit to a Chinese clinic, which we've talked about before. We have an old video. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've been going to this clinic for a while. So the clinic is the stage between... You're, you want a little more advice than the pharmacy just giving you whatever, and you don't actually want to go to the hospital. And, and again, for our non-Chinese viewers, going to the hospital is not, it's like that's just where you go to see a doctor. And the pharmacy is like a dime a dozen. Every other store is a pharmacy. Yeah, and I mean, I had good luck with them. If I go in with a specific medicine I want, they give that to me. And if I go in with some symptoms, they give me medicine that they think will go for it but they're not doctors they're they're pharmacy they're pharmacy i think they're pharmacy workers they're not even pharmacists there is a pharmacist that Mm. part's like america Uh um but i like the back of a cvs yeah (laughs) gotcha um but i'm not sure that all the women who wear coats on the floor are actually trained in pharmacy i don't know 
know, though. To be <laughs> if you're honest, from Lujo. If you're from Lujo, call in. Um, and they're nice, and usually I'm happy with the medicine I get. But sometimes I like to go to the clinic, um, which mixes up a little Chinese medicine and Western medicine. Um, and this time I went... I bet the Chinese pharmacist with the Chinese medicine is a Chinese pharmacist of with all the mushrooms and dried... Yeah, I would guess like that because you can buy Chinese medicine at the pharmacy. Um, I just, I just don't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that there is a person there trained in like what route does what. Um, but yeah, so I went to our clinic, which is a couple blocks away, and they had they were all remodeled from the last time I was there. Uh, it's all like spacious and now like very clean, and I mean it was clean before, <laughs> but everything like looks shiny and new, and. They have a new bench? Waiting bench? They do have a new bench. It's a nicer bench. The old bench was like a wooden, one of those wooden rosin couches, you mm. know? Um, and now they have like a, a padded place to sit. <laughs> Which is important because it becomes a place to hang out a lot yeah, of times. Yeah, it takes a long time. Um, and some people just hang out for fun, some of the old folks. That's possible. <laughs> it's a neighborhood hangout. But the the thing I like best about the remodel is they've like changed the configuration. So now like... The windows in the back let natural light in through the whole area, whereas before it was kind of closed off and like kind of dark. Um, So it's definitely much nicer and brighter. A back of the street alley kind of thing? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, now it looks like legit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, I don't know, I guess they've added on a new doctor. So there was like a, a woman a middle 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 age a little younger than middle age i don't uh-huh. know a woman who was i would not say like a young woman but not an old woman <laughs> leave, leave this woman alone <laughs> i just cuz a young woman sounds like she's like 25 and she's not she's mm. like she's a doctor um they've added on a older gentleman um and he is old he looks like he might be 100 i mean he's probably only like 60 or 70. Wait, so he's added on? He wasn't there before? I had, I mean, I've seen him there once before, but like before, before, for all the years I've been going there, I never never saw him there. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I'm not sure what the story is, because I also didn't ask. <laughs> um, but so he like took care of me, and he like, the, I had no reason to doubt his medical competency, and I'll fully admit this is, this is ageism, but I was like... Right here, you're gonna admit it. <laughs> you're so old, man. <laughs> but it, like the 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 interview and the examination. You know, he was seventy. But like, what if he was like 130? And you're like. That's true. That's true. Then maybe I do want his advice. <laughs> um, but like, he asked. The, the, I had no reason to doubt that he didn't know what he was doing. Um, <laughs> he, he this is just me being a horrible was, human being. He wasn't standing in a bucket or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he asked relevant questions and then based on those answers, follow-up questions that made sense. Um, And this is what I do like about the clinic as opposed to the hospital because the hospital is like 40 people are there to see the doctor in one hour. And the clinic is much like, okay, you're here, let's go. Um, And so it does feel like kind of a more thorough, like I'm getting more FaceTime with the doctor, you know? Uh Um. And he asked, he asked like more detailed questions, so I really feel seen. <laughs> <laughs> but so anyway, we do the the. Inter- was your main doctor just one person working on you? Well, I mean, like a whole staff. That's the other thing too, is because the clinic is now it's now two doctors, but the other woman was there, mm-hmm. um, so she like knows me. It's not like they're consulting a chart or anything, but uh-huh. like at the hospital, you can schedule your time with. If you know your doctor, the doctor you like works on Thursday, it's not your doctor at the hospital. Yeah. You can schedule your appointment for Thursday. It's up to you to plan. Yeah, yeah. The so it's not like you have a, in there. a GP who like knows your medical history and cares about you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, the caring part might be faked anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they recognize, well, they recognize us. Yeah, but that's, yeah. I guess, easy but I question. think like the neighborhood clinic is like, kind of in an old-fashioned way maybe old-fashioned china and old-fashioned mm. america of like well you come from a small town what what do you do you know the pharmacist and the clinic walk in and mm, you kind of go I, over a few towns i but... don't but my parents do mm-hmm. um 
like last time I was home, they got their their doctor friend, who's actually the father of someone I went to high school with. So I do know him, mm. but like he he really he knows our family because they all go to him as a doctor. And your town is about as big as like our neighborhood here, so yeah, you're, you're, yeah, your whole city. The West Hampton summer population or winter population is like a couple thousand, I think, a couple mm-hmm. thousand people. Um, but that's, it, our, that's our apartment complex. Yeah, <laughs> but so got the medicine, felt better um, after I started taking it. But then this time I was like kind of curious about what I'm actually taking. So I looked up some of the stuff. Some of the stuff's in packets, and then some of the stuff is just like loose pills. <laughs> um, but I haven't died yet, and that that will be relevant <laughs> because I found out that one of the packets I'm taking is botanical ephedra which is in the U.S. was marketed as a diet pill called Fenfen. Do you remember that? I remember the name Fenfen. And that was like a, a big deal when the FDA said it wasn't safe because <laughs> it causes like heart attacks. It's a stimulant that is also used to treat the flu, the cold and flu, mm-hmm. um, which I think like Sudafed is... is Sudafenfen? Yeah, is pseudoephedrine, is Sus- chemicalized... Studio? Ephedrine? Ephedrine? I don't know. Um, but anyway, anyway, so it's, just, I mean, it's a legitimate cold remedy. It's just banned in the United States. <laughs> and I did feel like after I took it, like, woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> and like, so that was Thursday I went, and then Friday afternoon, it was a long week of teaching anyway, but Friday afternoon, my manager like asked me a question. Are you high? <laughs> no, he asked me, like, <laughs> do you remember. Is there something like I can include in this week's video to tell the parents? And I'm like, I'm so brain dead and I don't remember <laughs> anything. And I don't know how much of that was being sick, having an extra workload long week and the, the, the uppers I've been taking. <laughs> I mean, it was only for two days. And I think like thinking back now, oh, that's why they give you two or three days medicine at a time. They don't want you to like go home and just take this stuff for a week. Uh-huh. They do want you to come back in and like if you need more, they'll take a look at you and be like, mm, you, uh-huh. don't, you don't need more. <laughs> this is my guess. This is all, all just my guess from. But as someone in our comments when I was talking about actu- acupuncture pointed out like, me, as the average person, they didn't say it about me, they said it about themselves, but like the average person who is me, I'm not a doctor, I'm not trained in medical science, I don't know what Western medicine does. And in some cases, like I think especially with pain relief, like we don't know why Western drugs work the way they do. So it's not it's not as clear cut as like scientific evidence for Western medicine versus mm. like Chinese medicine is all just feelings. Um, is it just feelings? It's not just feelings. I, I don't know who's claiming that. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's where I'm like, I don't know how any of it works. So I'm willing to, the Chinese medicine, sometimes it makes me feel better. So I'll go with that. And I don't, and I mean, it is, I guess, a little worrisome that I'm taking something that was banned in the United States. Mm. But, you know, American doctors pre- prescribed opiates at the wrong dosage so people will get addicted. Yeah, and leave gloves in people and sutures. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I, people make mistakes. <laughs> I don't have... <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'm not having any surgery for anything. Um, but yeah, so that was my pharmacy clinic experience. It's always... I mean, sh- sh- the the doctor there is just so comforting. And that's... I Maybe... You've never really come back with any stories that it was upsetting. Like, yeah, and I think like... At, at worst, it seems to be that maybe nothing happened. And you're yeah. like, well, all right. You took like a fistful of pills. Yeah, yeah. Who knows what they were, but yeah. again, you didn't die. I don't know what's going on, but like, I don't know what, what Sudafed does. And actually, I can't buy Sudafed here because you can make meth out of it. So they don't sell it anymore. <laughs> um but yeah, so in all, I like I recommend my clinic. <laughs> if you're in the neighborhood, I can I can introduce you. Your new old clinic. Yeah, my new old clinic with its shiny new <laughs> upstairs. I didn't see upstairs, but now there is and an a seven year old downstairs and a seven year old downstairs <laughs> who is a competent doctor. <laughs> and now I think I am gonna choose um, to think of him as a hundred and thirty, <laughs> and that he's just like very good at his job. It's like that doctor in Li Chang that was a. Uh... It's like a famous 
around the world that is oh like, yeah like, like the new york times wrote about him yeah that, that he's a, a practitioner of chinese medicine in right. this tiny village um i think we yeah we went by the office we tr thought about going to see him for something you but were it, it, suffering from but it's like a, it, it's a tourist trap <laughs> yeah yeah and there's actually i mean he's probably old and he's probably there's awarded, like but he, you can he, find youtube documentaries yeah yeah I mean, documentaries that are on YouTube, not by YouTube, um, about this guy. And he's very proud of having been in the New York Times. Yeah. Yeah, um, he's got clippings on the walls and everything. And Yeah. But I think it, at this point, it's more like you can kind of come in and get a picture with him. Like, you're not really being Yeah, he has become that. a tourist attraction in himself. Yeah. Um, so we didn't go to that doctor. But you got your own here. Yeah. Who is actually a real guy that can do a real job for you. Mm-hmm. So once again, Lu Zhou wins, Lu Jiang, suck it. <laughs> <laughs> um, our second story today is, so this week, for the first time in my teaching career in China, we've been doing parent-teacher conferences because the, so the class I teach is kind of a new, it's a, it's a bilingual class, so they have half days instruction all in English with me and then half days instruction all in Chinese with the Chinese teacher. And unlike, so it's a 20, 20 child class, which is small for, for China. Their peers of their age group, they start to get up to 20, 30, and then 40. By, and then by the time you hit kin, uh, first grade, it might be like 40 to 60 kids. And these kids are always going to be the same 20 students. And so there is like the, a big deal about this is kind of Western style education, bilingual. And to add to that touch, um, we are going to take a personal interest in your child. So we're going to have these home visits. Like it or not. Yeah. <laughs> home right. visits where like the parents and the parent-teacher conference were, you know, similar to other places that do this. We talk about our goals for the student together and any problems and any positives. I mean, the we're, positives are what we emphasize. <laughs> and again, my students are like two and a half to four years old. So like, I don't want, it's all positives, um, <laughs> except for the hitting and biting. That's spitting and peeing. Yeah. Well, and the peeing is like, they're, they're kids. They're working on that. Mm. Um, no, they're working on hitting too. They are. That's true. We would like them to stop working on that. <laughs> um, but I lost my page. Here we go. Musical interlude. Yeah. <laughs> so the the home visits were like, I've been in a few of our friends' homes like a couple times, but like not a lot. I haven't been to a Chinese person's home that often in our time in China. I would say like it's strangely familiar as New Yorkers where it's a lot of, the apartments might not be small like New York apartments. Like they're big inside usually, but people go out. Yeah. There's really, hanging out is maybe more of a family thing. Like yeah. Like close family. Because I like, think in a lot of apartments, not all necessarily, but you have like multiple generations living together. So it's not like you're going to have a bunch of people over because like maybe grandma's taking a nap or maybe right. baby is also taking a, a nap. nap. <laughs> or dad is taking, taking a, a nap. nap. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I haven't actually gotten the opportunity to go to a Chinese person's home. But I have heard a lot about Chinese hospitality, which is... Um, I mean, we've been to a bunch of homes, but it's usually a lot of times for a holiday. Yeah. In, yeah. So it's like a party is different than like. You don't just like stop by. This isn't Seinfeld. You don't. Yeah. Just, you don't yeah. just Kramer your way into everything. <laughs> um, but that there's like a lot of rules to Chinese hospitality. Or at least we don't anyways. I don't know. Maybe Chinese people Kramer their way into their friend's apartment. They might. The doors are left open all the time. Yeah. So <laughs> But anyway, so there's like that we've heard about, and so this is my first time to experience of like there's gonna be a lot of offering of things, and you as the guest, you're not supposed to say yes um, until maybe th you can offer three times, and then you say yes. I don't know. It's, it's complicated. Something. I've heard five. I, <laughs> yeah. And it, it also it's not just in the house, but I mean gifts all around, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, and like if you're at a dinner party, don't or... compliment anything in their home, or they'll give it to you. Um, <laughs> and not like, will unless it, you want it, like, I mean, go, go for it then. 
Well, yeah. <laughs> and because nice there's, there's an it. aspect of like they are supposed to provide for you, but mm. like don't you, you as the guest don't take advantage of that and well, take sure. all their stuff. Yeah. Um, but so I had like a lot of practice of like, here, have this. Oh, no, 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 I couldn't. I couldn't. And I had my Chinese co-teacher came with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got, I followed her example, but then I realized she was following my example. <laughs> and there was like, oh, man. <laughs> Is she much younger than you? Uh, I don't think much. Well, oh, I'm so old. Yeah, <laughs> she might be like in her late 20s. So just as a, as a professional that has some years in the job, she might be going like, what does she do well i think i mean she might she'll she might know the tradition more than you as as well i think there's again like this is so foreign to foreign to us (laughs) um but it like she also can't make me look bad and i can't make her look bad so we both do kind of have to like have match the same level so she's like of course she's playing the game at a super advanced level Mm -hmm. um But then she, like, I think also has this imperative to, if I do accept something, then she, if she doesn't accept, it makes me look bad and she doesn't want to do that to me. Right. Um, You got to work as a, as a team. Yeah. Like, like like our bosses at the public school where like, or at bosses anywhere where you are, you're with the boss, boss, boss's boss, and you have to work with your, your closest boss to be like. Whether it's drinking games or offering games or like yeah. you have to do this, they'll like coach you on the side of like take this from, but don't take that, but yeah, take it, yeah, this first and then that. Because they're yeah, even if it's a competition, winning too too much too much <laughs> sends a message, and maybe you do want to send that message, especially I think in a business environment. But if yeah. you don't. If you're not trying to completely Hopefully you're not trying to win over parents. Yeah. <laughs> or win them over. In your face. <laughs> face. <laughs> but yeah, so they all had like little fruit out for us and different stuff. Um, and then like, so I get so in my head about it. Like, if it's grapes, like, that's fine. You, you wash some grapes, you can eat those later. But like, when one family cut up a dragon fruit, like, mm-hmm. if I don't eat it, then they have to eat like too much dragon fruit. <laughs> and it, or like, like your uh, your coworker, the other American. Yeah. That they they made you a bunch of dumplings and too oh, much. Oh yeah, 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 you yeah. Were in the elevator. They made us so, so his, the grandmother is from Dongbei in the north, um, and so she was making like her kind of dumplings. And and as we're leaving, they're like, no, 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 grandma made you guys some dumplings. You have to take them. You have to you have to try them. And so try to me, I thought like, oh, they'll bring us out. There's there on this one. There was three of us, so they'll bring us out three dumplings. No, they brought us three servings of dumplings in a Tupperware container, and so we like sat outside and ate some because um, we did. We really did have to get going, but we also like there's this aspect because they're the home visits are at dinner time, so everybody's like, we have to make you dinner. And we're like, don't, sure. don't make us dinner. One, because like two, that's too much work for like, we're mm-hmm. imposing on you by coming into your home and we're just, we're having this meeting situation. But then also like, I don't want to stay at your house and eat dinner. I want to get these meetings done with so and, I could go home. And, <laughs> and you have another meeting yeah, to go yeah, to, yeah, possibly yeah. another dinner. So we dinner sat outside. And you're trying to get home to yeah. go to dinner. <laughs> yeah. And so it's this series of, of yeah. niceties. Yeah, everyone's like being so polite, in. it's painful. So we like yeah. ate the dumplings outside, some of them, and they were good. But then the rest of them, you had yeah. too many. So in, yeah. on the way in the elevator, so he, Matthew yeah, my coworkers was like, like, can't finish these. I was like, don't, don't gotta, do so. Got to get rid of yeah. them before you get to the and next. And then so he's like, I guess I just have to tell them my wife made these. Mm-hmm. And which like, mm-hmm. yeah. The next, the next yeah. Yeah. The next apartment that because you have, we don't we don't want to them to, to feel like they have to make us like dumplings. You're, you're like, so like you're you're like Halloween going around from yeah, house to house filling yeah, up with. I I think this is in America too, but like the competition between parents, like are you watching my child? Are you blah blah blah? Sure. Um, sure. So if if one family if it got out that one family made us dumplings, then everybody was going to make us dumplings. I think. <laughs> The next like two weeks at school, every kid is dropped off with like a hundred 
but thermos full of yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so that that part is like that's the cultural experience of living in another culture to yeah. to see that yeah. and then like navigating it is hard but it is also like okay i'm i'm really in it i'm i'm not just reading about like what it's like and like i did mm-hmm. notice by the end of the week in the beginning of the week i was successfully with no 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 oh no thank you oh no thank you and like didn't take anything by the end of the week i was like oh no thank okay thank you, thank you. <laughs> especially <laughs> one mom and dad because the parents are in it together um had a little like strawberry shortcake and her her son my student was slicing me a slice and i was just like that looks so good i can't i'm not even gonna say no griffin's already cutting the cake <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> and yeah by the end of the week you're like expecting yeah, it of like, yeah. like, now you are like that's a nice car yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i know i also get some leeway as the foreigner i get to like not be so good at the rules um but that carly my co-teacher, she is Chinese, so she does have to kind of navigate these rules correctly. Um, but she do, she would not accept anything until after I had accepted it, was what I noticed uh-huh. was happening. Um, and then there was one family. So the kids are like crazy that I'm in their house. They're so excited. One, one of the manager's daughters, Bella, she was like, even just talking about it at school, she was like... <laughs> But the kids go crazy that I'm in their house. And some of them would... Do they get made up? They wear like any fancy clothes? No fancy clothes. But some of... They do like take out every toy to show me that they have. Um, And then... What was the best toy? Just to to play all the kids against each other. I I mean... If you could bring home one toy and take it away from me. You know my favorite. And he had a plush dinosaur rocking horse that had... Like, like felt, not felted, but like, like, you know, a quality stuffed animal. It had, it had a quilt yeah, inside. Yeah, so it was like, but just writable. like a beautifully designed little dinosaur it was adorable. And it was a rocking horse that also, if you like pull the wheels down, it could be a rider that dad like pulled around oh, the living nice. room. Um, and he's just the cutest little kid. Um, and he also gave me strawberry shortcake. <laughs> you can put together who this is. <laughs> um, but you can't because that's a fake name and you don't know these right. kids. Right. Um, <laughs> Griffin's son. <laughs> I named him after Griffin McElroy from my brother, my brother and me. Because <laughs> um, I like that as a podcast. I hadn't, until recently, hadn't heard Griffin as a name. I wonder if it's a millennial name because oh, then you name. have Griffin Newman from Blake. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was the first time I actually heard. I mean, Griffin, it's a mythical yeah. beast. Uh, yeah. That's a Dungeons and Dragons term that I've All heard, right, to get but... into it more, Griffin <laughs> also does have like eyebrows and jowls and like a very <laughs> serious face. Um, so that like he has like a Griffin face. <laughs> Griffin face. <laughs> And he's what, like he's three, two? He's two years and ten months. Uh-huh. Uh, he's uh-huh. so cute. I'm getting so <laughs> off topic. <laughs> I, d- I just don't say this publicly. But I said I would kidnap him, except I see how happy he is to see his mom at the end of the day. And I couldn't <laughs> deny him that happiness. If Griffin disappears and you're in Lujo, It was me. You know <laughs> uh, but I wouldn't kidnap him because he loves his family so much. And his family loves him. It's so beautiful. <laughs> and they all love they you. Everybody, all the kids love me. And they go nuts and they show me all their toys. And then Jasper took it upon himself. Jasper is also a child, not a parent. <laughs> that when my hands were empty, he would bring me another grape or bring me another seed or bring me another nut. And I, if I have it in my hand, I'm just going to eat it because that's what I do. Like Carly just held on to the grape. So she didn't get served any more grapes. But I like <laughs> very Sucker. astutely, if my hand was empty, I must need another grape. So he kept bringing me more food. And like I came home actually with a pocket full of seeds and nuts because I was like, I can't. I, have, I do have to stop eating these because I don't actually want them. Um, not that they were bad, but like I was trying, I was, you know, it's 
before dinner time, I don't want to snack so much. Right. I want to have dinner when right. I get home. Um, so I had I had a pocket full of seeds, <laughs> <laughs> which was funny. Yeah. Nice get. Um, but yeah, so that was all interesting. And then another interesting part was because I've heard a lot, and you've heard a little bit over the years of like Chinese parents are so strict. Um, mm-hmm. And then my experience at the training school was like those parents are maniacs that take that get like after school lessons for their kids. Um, So I was pleasantly surprised that most of the parents so far, we have another week of this, are like, well, my kid's three. When we asked what their goals Mm. were, you know. You're expecting like they have violin on Tuesday. Because when I did this with the I2 kids' Mm -hmm. parents, Mm -hmm. their parents were like, well, his pronunciation is terrible. Blah, blah, blah. Mm. But, But like these parents seem much more realistic. My kid's three years old. I want them to have fun. I want them to feel like school is a fun, a safe place to be. What's the, uh, uh, the, the cost range between the two? Um, I mean, I know they're both pretty pricey. They're both pricey, very so pricey. As, I mean, our kindergarten is, I'm not sure of the exact prices. It's not a it's not a state supported kindergarten though, so it is like you'd have you have to pay to go, and then the bilingual program I think is like four times what the normal program is. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, like, are there families, or, or is one a Lexus family and the others a? You know, I would generalize you know, like- and say that the the parents at this school are also wealthy. Um, right. They all it's like a lot of them. Where we met was nearby the school, and they like revealed that's their second apartments because it's convenient to the school. Right. Um, but they actually right. live somewhere else. Um, so like if that gives, that gives you like a big clue that they're not they're not impoverished. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> a lot of people in this town have a second house, but like a, a country mm. house. And I wonder how many of those are family family houses and grandparent houses and yeah. Stuff that, it does feel like a lot of our students. Well, like some like... of our parents work in Chengdu. So they oh, like yeah, live true. in a different city and their child lives here with like grandma or grandpa or both and the nanny. Um, and then yeah. the parents see them, you know, on the weekends or I don't I don't know if some actually even commute from Luzhou, which is like a four hour trip. Um, yeah, don't some of your kids like talk about how like they don't get to see like one of their parents yeah but i mean that's really common across all economic backgrounds in china that Mm -hmm. that the kids live with the grandparents and the parents at the low end of the economic spectrum they're migrants who go out anywhere that there's work and then at this upper end of the spectrum it's it's still like the opportunity of where the work is but that they're like specialized jobs like i have a lot of professor parents um, right, at, right, like right. universities in Chengdu. Um, yeah, even even at the public school with our older students, there was yeah, a lot of yeah. Acad- yeah, academic yeah. parents um, pushing for doctors. Yeah, but there, my parents now, it seems like their expectations are real, <laughs> as opposed. Mm, mm. There's one set of parents who were like, yeah, I'm, pushing I'm, I'm, a little. <laughs> I'm wondering, yeah, is that a money thing? Is that a, well, because a the, at thing? the training school, like those, those lessons were expensive too. So those were also rich parents, but right. maybe they were right. like, I don't know, I don't know what if. I guess there's a certain amount of ambition if you're taking on after school classes as opposed to just like a special program in your normal school day. Because um, mm-hmm. those parents would be very pushy and be like, well, I noticed his vocabulary isn't that good. I mean, you need to make his vocabulary better. Because yeah. it also yeah. wasn't like about the capacity of the student. It was like, teacher, you're failing. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't really get that feedback that much. <laughs> um, but that it's interesting. But I also, again, like, I was prepared to have to, like, make an academic plan for three-year-olds. <laughs> Um, and mm-hmm. no one, no one really wanted to. And the one parents uh-huh. who have like slightly ambitious goals for their kid, they've kind of, in a very pragmatic and forthright way, decided their son's not that bright. Um, which is not the first time I've met a Chinese parents who's just like, yeah, my kid's a dummy. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. One of our friends, his younger brother was called yeah. stupid. Yeah. Yeah. In English. <laughs> yeah. They go- 
Ni hao, stupid. But so they got him like drawing lessons, which he likes drawing, just to help him like improve his focus, which I wrote as feedback on his, his last monthly report. And now I'm like, I'm never writing negative feedback on his monthly report again because I don't, I did tell them we're not supposed to like, or I'm not supposed to. Carly is, as a Chinese teacher is allowed to give a little more pushback um, mm-hmm. while still being polite. But I was like, mm-hmm. don't push your kid too hard or he's gonna, what he's going to learn is that he hates school, um, mm-hmm. especially because he's three. He might, right. No, he's three. He's three. Um, that's too young to be like, you're getting stuff wrong. <laughs> well, like by difference of like our students that were high school mm-hmm. students, to see them in the ways that they're getting pushed by their yeah. parents. Um, like I wonder if it's just because, I mean, I guess we expected that age to be like across the board of like, yeah, you're going to have virtuoso children taking gymnastics at three years right. old or whatever. Right. But like. The, the high school students that we saw were getting pushed so hard and they were looking forward to college because it was supposed to, everything was supposed right. to let up to college <laughs> before the big get married yeah. and then your then life have is babies over. and do this to them. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. mean, uh, there's I mean, a very real mental health issue. At, like, kids are literally killing themselves over school. Um, yeah. But also, and like... Where, and where does just, that start? Just Not from a philosophical you. education standpoint, like... If what you learn is learning is arduous, like, that's terrible. It's, yeah. it's a great thing to be able to learn. Um, and, and, and it's a self-defeating cycle. If you think learning is horrible, then you don't seek out things you're interested in learning. And if, but if you do, if you can see, like, where learning is, is improving your life and, and making you a more well-rounded person, you're going to look out for more new experiences and more... More, I, would more say, learning. I would say I'm surprised <laughs> with our experience of, of the students here, mm-hmm. how not just necessarily they have to be, that they are studious, but that they actually really do enjoy. I mean, there's not much else for them to do, yeah. really, especially yeah. when they get into the older kids. But that really is, like, once, once your kids are at your age getting over the fear of being yeah. in school, that's, like, what they do. They're, yeah. Right? They're excited to, like, like you're saying, like teachers coming over for dinner. Yeah, Woo-hoo! yeah, yeah. At the kindergarten age, yeah, yeah. like they. Yeah, I, yeah. Part of what's fun about kindergarten is that the kids like being there. Whereas right. when I was teaching middle school, that was I had a frustrating time with the lo- the lower classes, but they they were they're tracked, so it is the smart kids are in the or the high performing kids are in these classes, and the low performing kids are in these classes. Right. And the low-performing right. kids are even of the, like, they're going to drop out as soon as compulsory education is done, which is mm-hmm. at, like, 14, I think. Um, right. Not, not all, all of them. them, too, but some of them are, like, working is better than this. And it's mm-hmm. not, it wasn't enjoyable to teach people who didn't want to be there. Um, yeah. And, you know, you could say, well, it's my job to make them want to be there, but I'm not, I'm not dangerous minds. <laughs> there's a limited <laughs> amount of power I have in that situation and I tried my best to make my class fun and I do think I reached some kids mm. but that's not that's not as fun as like teacher Emily yay but I was surprised how many more kids were interested in active, like something like kite day like if I was in high oh, school yeah. and, there was, and there was kite day like blow it out <laughs> your ass I'm, not, I'm, <laughs> I'm cutting that day these kids were like totally psyched and everyone had like, I mean, some classes were really trying hard yeah. to build their kite yeah. and other were just kind of throwing together some pipe cleaners yeah. or something. Having, having a whole fun full day with an entire high school that's the size of a university where almost everybody is totally, I mean, they're not in class, so they're excited, yeah. but like they're actually been working for weeks on their kites and, well, they, and like school spirit. <laughs> they don't have other things to, to do. do. <laughs> to do, right. They, especially... <laughs> At our middle school, they lived at school. They're, they don't have TVs. I don't think they're allowed to have their phones or their phone use is limited. Um, limited. So, like, kite day is a break from classes. And yeah. it's, like, otherwise, you, I'm sure there are a couple kids who, like, stay home and sleep because they're, sure. they are actually sure. exhausted. Um, yeah. But I, that's, a not, that's a big... Oh. 
And some of them can sneak out, not sneak out, but like they jump on the bus and go back to their parents' house in the city. Right, but they have to have night. permission to yeah, do that. Yeah. yeah. You can't, yeah, you couldn't actually leave campus if you didn't have permission. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's, that's a big difference, I think, between Chinese and American education. And I'm basing this on my experience and also the experience of the book I read, Little Soldiers by Lenora Chu, which is really, it's a, she's a Chinese-American journalist who lived in Shanghai and had her kids go to Chinese kindergarten. Um, and in her research... You can read the yeah. reviews. <laughs> in her research, she found, like, watch, the Chinese the students have a very real advantage over American students in the areas of discipline and self-motivation to study. Um, there's The American kids are better at creative thinking, um, but the, the Chinese kids, like, because they go to these schools where their parent, they don't live with their parents, and they have, like, a dorm mother, but, like, it's up to them to do their homework, and they do it. And, and their laundry. Yeah, like, they are given a lot of responsibility to take care of themselves, and they do. Mm-hmm. Um, which is impressive. A surprise. But they're also I, like I mean, so sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're overworked. But yeah, I, I look at like what they're like when I was 15, like I got on a bus, went to school, told to go over there, read a comic yeah. book, quietly behind a desk and tried to get out of anything I could possibly do and was easily able to get out of anything. I didn't never had to do anything in school if I didn't want to and I could still pass. These kids are definitely a lot more into yeah. it. I mean, I also was into it. <laughs> um, right. I worked pretty hard in school, but I don't know. <laughs> you know, you also come from a tiny little school too. I think. So. Well, and that's the thing is, you didn't. This is this is what I mean. Tiny towns <laughs> and are just like. Tiny I was going to say I didn't have friends. I had friends, but not like I didn't go <laughs> out. I didn't like go to parties. I didn't get invited to parties and stuff. And I didn't. I even know that. Humble brag. <laughs> yeah. I didn't really realize that, like, the other kids were having parties until, like, <laughs> senior year. Your parents just told you they all slept <laughs> yeah, in coffins no, or something. I was, I was like, <laughs> Everyone go to their pods I at 6 o'clock. I didn't know. <laughs> but I think, like, in American school, there are people like, students like me and students like you. Mm-hmm. But in Chinese mm-hmm. school, students like you are more rare. Yeah, there's exactly. students like me and stricter, um, right? And I'm probably yeah. would have quit. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> would have went to work on yeah. the farm, or become a rap Hopefully. star. Hopefully, there's still time. Because <laughs> um, we we had like like Mr. Super was came from a country farm home with his grandparents, mm. and he was all about working. I mean, any second that he had was tracking us down so we could practice oh, yeah. English in his yeah. off time. We definitely had students that were on the other side of, like, they're not in the best classes. Right. They're well, our, a, our school was, like, is one of the best in the city, and they had... Humble bread. <laughs> not because of us, but that we helped. <laughs> um, we had rich kids who could afford the full tuition, and then we had a lot of really hardworking, motivated scholarship kids. And the the right. scholarship kids like worked their brains off, right? right. Like Curly's yeah. in yeah. Singapore from now on. Yeah, I guess, yeah. yeah. One, of of students, one of our students um, took a scholarship to go to to university in Singapore, and as a condition of that scholarship, he has to work there for ten years. Um, I think so. And that was a very like there was. 10 kids a year that were yeah. chosen to go into yeah. the program. And he was and like, I remember him saying like, before I, because he was from outside of Lujo, but he's like, before I came to Lujo, I had never like been to another city. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. then now, <laughs> now he lives now abroad. He lives, um, yeah. And he works with an international team. So proud. <laughs> he's a young yeah. man now. Um, oh, the other thing I wanted to mention, another humble brag. Um, so, um, so a couple of the parents speak English, but not most of them don't. And actually, so the plan was that Carly and I would go together and we'd use her phone to translate. But I actually uh-huh. speak Chinese. So I like got put to the test of like telling these parents about their kids. And I did pretty well. Um, nice. It got tough. Again, by the end of the week when I was, was uh, my cold was getting worse and I was taking that ephedrine. Mm. Um, 
The cold did not help. I think I was maybe saying nonsense sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> which happens. But And there also was like, because Carly knows me, and we have like a worked out, because I can't speak English in front of the kids. Um, so we have worked out like a bilingual communication. She doesn't speak English either. So she talks to me in Chinese and I speak to her in English. And then when the kids aren't listening, I say a few words in Chinese too. <laughs> um, but she knows me and we have like that, that like connection. Um, but also she also like knows the classroom situation. So she, there were a couple times where I just, and uh, like that doesn't mean anything if you don't speak Chinese. It just is this, well, and uh, this. And she like could pick up what I was referring to. And she's like, oh, I know that classroom situation. So she could like take it from there and say what uh -huh. was going on. Um, so the more. Well, uh, you, but the, again, so I had like a translator translating Chinese to Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, you found out you were going to go to these homes initially, you were just like, this is going to suck. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, yeah. after a couple of days, you actually started getting this out of it that like, not only are you getting strawberry yeah. shortcake, <laughs> but that like you're getting these little like practice yeah, things that yeah. turned yeah. out to be not quite so bad. I mean, it's a pain in the butt to go to class and then have to go back. Yeah, I mean, because I get done at 8 p.m., right. which is... Yeah. Right. Which is... And that's, that's the, the uncertainty of, of working as a teacher yeah. here. Kind of are spread across the board as yeah. needed. Yeah. So these things are surprising when they come up at the last mm -hmm. minute and they're annoying because they're not in yeah. your plan. Yeah. But a lot of times they do turn out to be this way of like, boy, I, I mean, sometimes it just totally flat out sucks that yeah. you have to like go yeah. stand in a mall. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. I enjoy so much. But and yeah. All, like, yeah, I get to like practice slash show off my Chinese. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then it is also like helpful to make these connections with the parents and like spend time with each individual kid. Mm -hmm. I would say mm -hmm. like... There's there's things about the bilingual teaching versus like being their supply not supply room teacher but what is it called elective elective yeah. teacher where okay, I just come yeah. into the classroom for twenty to forty minutes and leave. Um, there's stuff about that that's it's harder to like be on the full time that I'm at school, but it is mm -hmm. also like I get to know these kids and they have a connection with me um, and like. Right. <laughs> The big right. thing is I get to like teach them that I don't actually like it when they come up and punch me in the butt. Yes. So I get to stop that well, <laughs> as opposed well, to the other kids who are just like, I'm so excited, teacher Emily. <laughs> <laughs> we talked a lot about the, these, the, the, the having this, going to a, a kid's mm -hmm. house is kind of weird and, and it seems like really antiquated. We were trying to like, figure out like at mm -hmm. home. Like, when was the last time that that was... Did, I, I don't think I ever had a teacher come to my house. You're in a smaller town, maybe. Not in a teaching I, capacity. Yeah, yeah, but I can't really... I think they might not even be allowed to anymore because yeah, yeah. of yeah, yeah, different yeah. regulations. Right. right. But as much as that seems like... Because I was like, it sounds like something like a, uh, like a plot on a sitcom or something that would be some kind of trope. <laughs> but like, I can't even think of anything like that that's even, you know, as a silly non... Yeah. Yeah. sensical teachers point. coming to dinner right <laughs> but the idea of it being here is actually kind of like initially is like uh but then you, you you start talking about it you're like i get to know my students better yeah and like to see their parents as as people as opposed to like entities that everybody talks about um, right so it's appropriately, just more a, the parents are like a big force in what's going on in the child's life. Um, right. But the most of the discussion is from the teaching point of view. I'm about to give up a big secret here, but it's like, oh, how annoying are the parents? Which that might be teachers all over the world. Probably, Because I, yeah. I think like teachers have their goals, parents have their goals, and sometimes they're at odds with each other. Um, and ideally, you know, you communicate with each other and you work out what's going to work best. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Also, my, uh, just my thought of like, it sounds weird initially, and then it doesn't actually, when you think about how much time you spend with these kids and what a 
community kind of feeling that it well like yeah that's the, like the, the stories that you're coming home with are, are a lot more interesting than just like ah this person's an asshole <laughs> and i hate that kid like yeah. you've got like these stories yeah. of like i thought this about little griffin and then i've learned this about yeah. Griffin yeah. by being in the house and it the stories that you're getting are different. Yeah, and like Wally's parents showed me some of, he also likes art and they showed me some of the stuff he's made and like, that's really cool. I mean, it's kids art, so it is. And it's kids art with obvious adult intervention. (laughs) But like to see him be so proud of his artwork, that's not a moment I have had yet with him in class. So Mm. like that's, Mm. that's. Because, yeah, 20 kids are a lot of kids. You know, professionally, like, that's a good experience. But then also, like, on a personal level, like, I do feel like I know Wally a little better. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And I don't know if that's something that... It's just, it's an interesting thing because, like, it sounds like an antiquated idea. Like, I keep thinking, like, Little House in the Prairie. That's the only time that I can think of in American history where the teacher is going to come over for yeah. dinner and yeah. sit down and, and say like, well, your daughter's got to work on this and mm-hmm. got to work mm-hmm. on that. And, but mostly she's a good kid. <laughs> and this was also from the beginning, you and I have felt like coming over here to teach versus coming over here to work in a business, which, you mm-hmm. know, is not an option for us. We didn't, But like, I don't know, there's time out Beijing. I could have, we could have translated our skills to something like that. Um, yeah. in the in the journalism realm because that's where our experience is. Um, but being teachers and working with kids, like even when we didn't speak Chinese so well, or, and you so still well, don't speak Chinese, speak Chinese. Um, um, it gave us that gave entree us that into the community. community. So it did feel it like did feel we like really we live here and we really are appreciated and part of the neighborhood. Yeah, I got to wonder how much of that kind of stuff would happen in the big city. Like if we were in Shenzhen, would I mean, I guess our, it depends our, on, on your school. Your school, your, school, uh, your mm-hmm. neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and, because and, uh, because I, I do feel like there's people that, are, that, that do say that there's not, like you just go to class. There's a, a stereotype of the foreigner teacher that just like goes to class, comes home. They don't, they yeah. attend, they don't yeah. be part of the community yeah. or whatever. Like, um, but, I mean, you continuously are fighting to like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the stuff that you have learned we and both like even when i was teaching at the middle school was you get drawn yeah. into a lot mm-hmm. more than than we expected to we thought we would just go to class for 20 minutes a couple times a day and yeah. that was it next thing you know we're like getting phone calls years yeah. later from kids <laughs> yeah. across our, the world our students are doing so well and they still keep in touch and so yeah. sweet but now we are coming on up on the hour. Um, so all that's left to say is noodles to you.